wing and a high drive. Deep left field. Way back and out of here. An absolute no doubter to left for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Crushed it. 468 feet later. And he's flexing, pointing to his bicep as he goes past Tatis and takes his time around the bases. I mean, absolutely blasted. Yeah, Vladdy had himself quite a day or quite a night at the All-Star game last night in Denver. American League winning 5-2. And Kevin Barker, if I'm the folks at Jordan, at Air Jordan, who just signed mm-hmm. Vladdy to a uh, marketing deal like three days ago... And I wake up this morning and I find the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame tweeting out a picture of Vladdy's helmet and those Nike Air Jordan batting gloves and saying mm-hmm. that they're going to the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm probably finding whoever finished that deal is probably getting <laughs> a raise. Probably getting a raise right now. Probably because yeah, it looks happy. pretty good. That that's if you want to announce that you're a a, a Jordan athlete, well, that home run you just heard the call of. That's a pretty good way to do it. That's not too. That's not a bad start for you, right? It's it, it, you kind of expected that with just who Vladdy is. He was born for the bright lights. We we all knew that. For for me, it was it was two guys. Tatis Jr. was going to do something special, or it was going to be Vladdy, just absolutely annihilating something that was spinning ninety miles an hour right down the middle. You knew you knew he was going to come up. He he had the interview with with Hazel May. Uh, Hazel asked him about what the approach is going to be. He says, "If I got two at bats, I'm going to try and go deep two times," which is just a greatest thing he's ever said right I, yeah, I was jumping up and down going that is just the greatest thing I've ever heard a 22 year old say and and then he goes out and actually does it one time it's uh, look he, he is he is something special you know a, a couple of times there there they were showing him when he was taking batting practice and I don't know if you noticed but he was actually working on something I mm-hmm. could see him taking like hitting a couple like three or four balls down the right field line and he would actually be trying to stay inside the baseball and you know eliminate his lower half a little bit and try and use his hands and I'm thinking dude you're 22 years old you're standing around the best players on the planet go back Lake City and he's still working on things which just it, it tells you how how much uh, you know, he's grown up the last year and a half and and just just if you're again if you're a Blue Jays fan how, how can you just not be off the charts excited about watching that guy and Bo Bichette for however long they're going to be here yeah and uh Teoscar Hernandez had a double and Marcus Simeon also had a had a hit um it, it was a uh, it was a, it was it was a pretty good All Star game and Vladdy, I mean Vladdy's first at bat against Max Scherzer where he hits the ball 111 miles an hour right up the middle almost Scherzer, took the a Hall of Famer's coconut yeah. right off and I love Scherzer <laughs> said later I was just happy that I got one blue eye and one brown eye that I still That's have one blue eye and one brown eye. I would love to know what Scherzer was thinking when Vladdy hugged him. Do, yeah, you, do I, you think he was thinking something nice, or was he like, get off me, get away from me kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not. I, there, there are a <laughs> lot of guys that I might consider walking up to and hugging in a game. I'm not entirely yeah. certain. Max Scherzer, I mean, the next thing, Max Scherzer's thinking, what are you, you going to search me for sticky substances here? Or <laughs> the hell's going on? All, it all, was all perfect. Kidding. All it kidding. Was perfect. Vladdy won the MVP award, and, um, it, you know, it was – it was an enjoyable game. There were a couple of quirks. Uh, Kevin Cash, the American League manager, will not be very popular in the, on the south side of Chicago. Uh, Tim Anderson left in the on-deck circle. Joey Wendell got what? Three at-bats? I'm sure folks going to Coors Field said, God, man, I can't wait to see me some Joey Wendell. 
<laughs> and uh, the best thing about Kevin Cash, of course, and vintage rays as he sticks yeah, yeah. a guy in left field has never, never played, played left field before. Yeah, why not? And a guy makes a catch because <laughs> he's catch freaking the... Kevin Cash. How about that? Yeah. Hey, what did you think of the uniforms? You know what? I got to tell you something. I saw them online, and I thought, these are awful. I have a friend who was at the game who said, he texts me, and he says, you know what? You're not going to blame me, but in person, they're actually not bad, and apparently they sold a ton of them. I, huh. I didn't mind them. Once I figured out what it was all about, like the first time I, I saw it, I'm like, Jesus, like what, you know. But then the more I saw it, I thought, okay, they're kind of they're kind of okay. I probably could have done without the solid blue. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. break it, maybe break it up a bit, but I I kind of like the the uh the city short form and I, the, I, the I would I would have loved to have seen the Blue Jays in their whatever grades they wanted to wear or you know representing their team. That would have been kind of cool. Oh, I would you know, prefer the, the that. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I would have preferred that, but I didn't get yeah, you know, I mean, Twitter last night was, you know... It was blowing up uh, how bad it was? Yeah, about uniforms in an exhibition game. You know, which, uh, you, I, I'll tell you what, you got to have a pretty good life. If you're if you're upset about uniforms in an exhibition yeah, yeah. baseball what, game what, and you think that your opinion, you know, was, you've got to have a pretty good life. What, what was Twitter saying about Joe Buck and, and talking to the, to the players that were mic'd up? I know he, I know he went, uh, ha, got you when Bogart's guessed fastball and Scherzer threw him a breaking ball and he was way out in front and he, he sort of cracked a joke about, ha, ha, he got you kind of thing. I, you know, I thought that was I think some funny. people some people thought it was a little overboard. Uh, again, you know, I flipped back and forth because Cliffy was doing. I love Cliff and Scott Brown. I thought were terrific. So I I watched them more than I did the Fox feed, to be honest. Scott Braun. Scott, what did, did I say? Brown. I think you said Brown. Brown. Sorry. Brown. Braun. Yeah, but I'm uh, sure he's been they, called worse. They were really good. And the cool thing, because of course Cliff played in Montreal and and has done some work for Sportsnet. Toronto got a lot of talk. He he t- spent a lot of time, and he knows a little bit about the Jays, a little bit. So he spent a lot of time talking about the kids. So it was, it was kind of cool. I, look, I thought it was fine. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty quick, which doesn't surprise Three hour me. Game. Three hour game. Guys well, are going really up and pitching. Guys are going up and raking, right? You know, I, lo- yeah, yeah. I love them. I love them busting a Juan Soto for taking a walk. You know, that was <laughs> that was another. But I see those are all the things you get yeah, in yeah. these games that are kind of. Uh, they're they're, they're kind of neat. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I got to be honest with you too. I know Peyton Manning threw out the first pitch, and and he bounced it. I was so disappointed. You know, he's a he's because he's a Bronco. He won a he won a championship with the Broncos, and and then he threw out the first pitch. And there, you know, I was I was making fun of, you know, a guy that's that good at throwing a football wherever he wants to throw it. Now I'm assuming he's, he hasn't thrown a football. Dude, did you see him the last which two he years? Have. Last two years of his career, that was entirely within character. <laughs> That was entirely it. Derek Brandale shaking his head. That was Peyton Manning's last two Be years. Be nice, Derek. Jesus, I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't. You know, give him the go two feet up and toss it underhand. That's funny. That's true. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was completion from Peyton Manning. Wait, we've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I want to. You know what I want to see too. I want to see Teoscar Hernandez take that same swing that he hit the double. Got the ball in the air in Buffalo for the next however many games they play in Buffalo because he does that a bunch of times. Those are homers. You do that, you're you're helping your team win some games. So take that approach. All right. Speaking of which, uh, a little bit of news before we came on. Our friends at 680 News reporting that it does not look like Toronto FC and the Blue Jays will get an answer from the federal government this week uh, about when they will be allowed to play here. That uh, 
Well, that will surprise Toronto FC, who their president, Bill Manning, basically said that we expect to play our next game, which is the 16th, which is two days from now, three days from now. Sorry, three days from now. We expect to play our next game here in Toronto. Mm, Maybe not the case. So uh, that is uh, the 680 News report. And I think Shai Davidi on Writer's Block yesterday and in his article in Sportsnet.ca was pretty good. if If they don't have an answer by like Monday or Tuesday, I don't think the Jays are going to be here till August because they start uh, their second half Friday against the Texas Rangers. They've got six or seven games at home and and then they're on the road. And then, you know, July, July 30th, July 29th, July 30th. I mean, that, that's only two weeks away. So uh, anyhow, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that further and we'll keep you abreast of any other developments in that. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. You got some thoughts in the All-Star game? You can text us at 590-590, call any of those numbers. But I also want to talk about the second half, and I'm granting you one wish for the Blue Jays in the second half. So you only got one wish. You can't come on and say, well, I want to catch you with third baseman, uh, two relief pitchers, and two starting pitchers. Eh, nah. You don't even get that in the offseason. You come on. You got one wish for the Blue Jays. 590-590 is a text line. 416-870-0590. Star 590. 1-888-666-0590. We didn't even talk about Otani, who hit a 512-foot homer in the home run derby and then threw 100 miles an hour in the game yesterday. What you think of him? He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's not too bad, is he? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what I... I don't know what I expected in terms of results. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, I, I, it's the first time that I've probably like, really paid attention to him. And he comes across as being really likable and the same way that, that Hideki Matsui came across as being really, uh, being really likable. And I think there's always a little bit of mystery around guys who come – Come from uh, come come from Japan or Korea sometimes, um, but yeah, it was he had fun, and dude threw 100.1 miles an hour. Dude threw his, I believe they said it was his hardest pitch he's thrown this year. Yeah, if that's, let's be- if that's the case, then he he doing it in the right. He's doing it on the right stage. Yeah, why everybody was tuning in, I, you know what everybody expected. They expected him to win the home run derby. They expected him to throw 100 and win the game, and they expected him to hit a home run in the game. Yeah. But, you know, he, he did one no. out of the three things. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do, right? And, and if you look at the baseball, they, they always say, who's the face of baseball? Well, for me, they got three of them. They got Otani, they got Tatis Jr., and they got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. V- Vladdy put everybody, meaning the world, who hasn't seen Vladdy the way we've seen him, you know, evolve into what he's evolving into now. He put everybody on notice. He's pretty good. Uh, offensively, defensively, limelight. The lights never get too bright for him. He's 22 years old and doesn't act 22. They, I, I thought they had uh, Pete Abraham of the of the Boston Globe had an interesting observation the All Star game, and he said he didn't realize how close the Blue Jays were as a group. You know, you saw them FaceTiming Lourdes Gurriel Jr. You saw the amount of time they all spent together. They mixed with everybody else, but you saw the amount of time they spent together. And I, I can tell you from covering all-star games that in the past, guys are out of the game, they're gone. 
Like, yeah. they don't hang... Generally, guys don't hang around. Guys come out, they do their media availability, and they're gone. Some guys... Mm-hmm. I, I know guys who jumped on flights, on red eyes, if the game is on the West Coast, to get back home. Hmm. None of the Jays players did that. They all hung in there. They all hung around. So, it was, it was frankly... It was frankly a really good look. It was a really good look. It went look as about as good as it could go, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 416 870 star 591, 888 Stephen Halifax says odds are poor for the Jays to make the playoffs. Actually, Steve, they're not, surprisingly enough. I think they're over 40% still, depending on where you look, let alone win a playoff series. So my hope is Jays are sellers at the deadline. Semyon and Ray should bring back nice returns. I. I mean, I, I, can't agree, <clears throat> I can't agree with you. They're both free agents. I'm not certain they're going to bring back the type of return you think they're going to bring back. If you look at deals that have been made in the past, I, you're not getting anybody's top prospect for Robbie Ray. I mean, I hate to tell or you Or Marcus Simeon. Or Marcus Simeon. You know, you may get a, a, a couple of middling prospects. Jays got middling prospects, right? The Jays have, the Jays have middling prospects. Marie from Ridgeway, my one wish would be for the Jays to return home July 30th, and I feel all the rest of their issues will sort themselves out. Marie, I'm kind of with you on that. I I think that I'm not, you know, public health agencies are going to do what they're going to do, and thank God they're not taking advice from me. But uh, I think let's just say that the sense we're getting is the Jays are kind of tired of being the happy warriors. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's gotten old. It's gotten old really yeah, fast. Yeah, they're over it. Yeah, they're over it. The romance ain't yep. there anymore. Nope. It's really not there. They're big leaguers. They want to act like them. Bingo, exactly. Patrick mm-hmm. in Calgary, what's up, my friend? Hi there. Can you hear me? I got you really clear. Can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. This is very cool. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Oh, so, thanks, uh, man. Well, thanks, Patrick. Um, before I ask my question, I think we should throw in Ronald Lacuna Jr. in the big, uh, in the big three. Like you yeah. said, yep. Guerrero and um, Otani. Otani. I think we should throw Acuna. I know he's towards ACL. Anyway, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, I think my wish is that all five starting pitchers uh, need seven innings with two or fewer earned runs. I know the ace and the number one starter is a really good talking point, but we really need all five starters to act like aces, whether it's Manoa or Matz or Ray or Ryu or Stripling. We need all of them to play. Like they're our number one starter. I know the ace is fun, but this is just we need we need that we need um we need length in our starting pitching. So that's my one wish. Yeah, thanks, Patrick, for the call. I mean, I'll tell you this. You know what? There's two ways to look at this, and I kind of agree with you. I mean, one is you go out and you add Kevin. You go out and add that ace pitcher, right? Um, or two, you kind of do what they did last year at the deadline and add Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray. Now I'm not saying you're necessarily going to add two arms, but there are two ways to go about, there are two ways to go about doing it. And I think one thing we need to know, and and I don't know, maybe Ross will get asked this, or maybe Charlie will get asked this after the, after the, the all-star break. We kind of need to know what the plan is for Alec Manoa. Now, yep. They don't have to tell us that if they don't want it. That's uh, I'm okay. But before we sit here and say, well, they need this, they need this, they need this, I think we need to know what the organizational plan is for Alec Manoa. Because, Kevin, that to me will determine in some ways what you have to do. Because I, you don't want to run into a situation that the Washington Nationals had with Steven Strasburg when they shut him down in the playoffs. You You don't want to be in that position. So... 
I, I think, you know, Patrick's on to something there. It, 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 a little more depth um, and, and maybe a little a little more length out of these guys. I, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know how you feel, Kevin. Like, Steven Matz, I don't know if I want to see him for seven innings, but you know what? I might let Manoa go seven. I might let Ray go seven. I certainly would let Stripling go seven. Ryu, I got to see, but I wouldn't mind seeing them give these guys a little more length. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You, you know, Manoa, he's got 40 to 30, and he's got eight starts. He's in uncharted waters. What are they going to do with him? When's the cutoff date? There's going to be one. What is it? How much is it? That's the question, right? Ross Stripling, uh, can he give you five more starts? Then would he go in the pen, right? He's, the most he's, the innings he's ever thrown is 122. He's got 74 and two-thirds. You know, the, how, how many more starts does he have? When do you put him in a bullpen? Maybe that could answer some things of long relief, turning it over to get it closer to some higher leverage guys is Ryan Barucki coming back soon if he does that answers a ton of questions you know again it is it's one of those things to to, to wish for all of these great arms and, and you want the highest leverage guys no brainers for Charlie those un, for me you, you can't really count on that you you want to ask for what you already have and if you can get Ryan Barucki back if if for you can you know give you uh, on the year 27 or 28 starts he's got 17 now how, how good are the next you know 10 or 11 starts for him going to be that kind of thing uh, R- Robbie Ray can he continue to do what he's doing and then if you do get Ryan Barucki Rucky back. If you get George Springer in the leadoff spot doing George Springer things, right? It's th- these are all things for me that you you look at within. You, you we have no idea what they're going to do. Even if they think this team's good enough to go for it, would they give up pieces to get other pieces to to make a run at this thing down the stretch? And if they don't come here, will that change their mind on what they're going to do? Mm. If they if they were planning on doing something and they got the same news that we just got, which I'm assuming they've gotten it way earlier than we have got we've gotten it, but would that change their mind on what they want to do? Because if we know that you know the team is and the players are having issues with playing in minor league parks, you know they do, and that could weigh into it too. Yeah, Rosalie and Avenue Road says just less errors. That's her one wish. <laughs> that that's her that's one wish one for, for the second half. That that would be that would be a very good start. That would be a very good start, Rosalie. I I absolutely agree with you in that. Five ninety five ninety is the text line. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Steve Adam Eric, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you. This is Baseball Central. Let's walk off Wednesday because it's Wednesday on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan. Jays get back in the field Friday against the Texas Rangers at Salem Field in Buffalo as they will begin the, well, we call it the second half, but actually the second half's already begun. And it just sounds dumb to say post-All-Star break portion of the schedule. But that is 75 games left. You can say that. They have 75 games left. 75 games left. They need 45 wins for 90. Come on, Chase. Because I, I said I said ninety and seventy two, and I don't like to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. So I need seven, I need forty five wins. So let's go. Go forty five and thirty. There you go. Can they do it? Four one six eight seven zero zero five. That's my answer. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety. The text line walk off Wednesday. A good call. And you can walk us off. You don't win Jack for it, but you have my undying love and respect. <laughs> Stephen Hamilton, what's up, man? 
Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys, and your producer. Um, you I thank the producer. He lets me in. <laughs> Dude, you're the Such only nice person man. who has ever thanked a producer on air. And it's actually our technical director and his, well, we got two of them back there. We got Lance Romance, who's, who's uh, that Lance back there? I can't see. Yeah, it's Lance. I got a TV screen. They do a great job. They do a great job. And by the way, these, these guys yeah. have been in here, honest to God. I'm going to say the shout out right now because it hasn't been done enough. But the technical directors have been in here from jump with the pandemic. These guys yep. have been coming in. You know, they've been testing every day. Uh, they've been in the office like from the get go. So we should give a shout out to all of them. And I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned them. Okay. Uh, on okay. The uh, I, I really, really like the way you guys run your show there. And enough of that. Let's talk baseball. Um, we uh, we spoke a month ago, and I told you that this team's going to rake. They're a machine, and it's just a matter of getting this thing tuned and running. And now I think it's time for Springer to open up a bit. I'm with Kevin on them wins. I think we can do it. But what I wanted to talk to you about was um, if we make a move before the deadline with pitching. Mm-hmm. I, I remember 93, we picked up Morris and Stewart, I believe, and they took us over the top, in my estimation, when it came to playoffs. Now, I'm wondering, if we pick up a couple guys, I think our starters we can live with, and uh, I believe in the quality start. But if we get someone... Is it going to be kind of like a rental where we got we got a guy for the rest of the season, and then if he's really good, we're going to have to pay him like crazy, like Simeon and Ray? Or are we going to get a guy with control, the way I think Mr. Shapiro, Shapiro and Mr. Atkins have been running things for the last four years, trying to build towards a sustainable young championship team? And that's my question to you guys, and I hope you have a great, great day. You too, thanks, man. Guys. Thanks for the call, and thanks for the kind words. Yeah, listen, I, I, I mean, I don't have any insight into their into their strategy, but Kevin, I would think that if this team goes on a run and they get to the trade deadline, and they are, you know, within sniffing distance of first place, if something happens, then maybe you do look for a rental. Other than that, I think you focus on getting guys with a bit of control, like Adam Simber, like like Trevor Richards. Yep. Guys who you can have for a couple of years. What I don't know, and I don't know it because I haven't, I, I don't even want to go there because it just kind of, <clears throat> I don't want to spoil the rest of the year. What I don't know, though, is with the possibility of a labor stoppage next year, like does that change the way teams value guys? Like if it, if I sit here and say, I want to trade for a guy with some control, I want to trade for a guy who's got a year left. I'm sorry, two years left. Well, if one of those years ends up getting burnt because of a lockout or however it's going to happen, I, it wouldn't bother me. Cause I don't think you can, you know, I don't think you can, you, you can't plan for a catastrophe. But I don't know how the front office views that. My sense, though, is there's two ways to look at this. If they're in a the wild card hunt, then, Kevin, I think that affects what you are looking for a little differently. Yeah, I also I do, I do think the next 10 games will be 
a, a tell for them on how far they're going to go in. If, if they want to give up uh, something just to get a rental, the next 10 games will tell them one way or the other whether they're going to do that or not. I, me, personally, I think they're going to – if they do give up a prospect or they do give up a, a big leaguer that's been on their team all year, it'll be for controllable assets, you know, like the guys you mentioned, the Simbers and the Richards, that you have for at least the next couple of years that can help your team. You don't have to go out and fill in those blanks in the offseason, which the what-ifs. You know, this is, for me, what Ross didn't do in this offseason coming into the season was what ifs. What if your closer gets hurt? You know, what if a bunch of guys are underperforming? Then what? You don't have enough guys to fill in the blanks that have quality arms. So, for me, it's the next 10 games. The next 10 games will tell them one way or the other how much they're all in on this thing. Yeah, and I the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you completely on that. But I do think that being all in in the wild card being all in in the division are, are, are kind of two separate things. But to your point, and I, you know, I haven't been, I'm not overly critical of Ross because I think by and large, he's done a pretty good, well, no, not by and large. He's done a good job on a, they've made some really good, the amount of trades they've made that have worked out yep. and the amount of trades that have backfired. There's no comparison. They've made trades that have been kind of meh, Yep. But nothing that's really damaged, nothing that's really damaged the franchise, at least at least that I can see. So, but I, I would like to have seen, and I don't think I'm guilty of hindsight here, I would like to have seen Simber and Richards or something like that done a little earlier. I think it was a shame that they wasted a couple of weeks of... Pretty good offense. Yeah. What What if they don't have good start? If they pitching. don't have 19 losses out of the bullpen, what if they there split that in half? You know, they, where are they at in the division now? Sure. Not Maybe even half. Let's, a whole different talk. Let's give them 11 losses out of the bullpen. Same thing. Well, where they're not eight back. Yeah. Exactly. Let's put it to you that way. Exactly. Uh, Adam and Brantford, you're on Baseball Hi, Central. What's up, Adam? Huge fan, guys. Big, big Blue Jay fan. Love the love the baseball talk. Everything that's been said, I just want to say, you know, we can add bullpen, we can look at the bats, but, you know, if they're not playing in Toronto, can you imagine the energy that all these guys can feed off from the hometown fans? With the energy from the fans, it might take them just to the next level without even adding anybody. Just coming home and having a place to call home Uh. with home fans is so huge. Everywhere they go, the other team has fans, and they just – they. You know, they have fans in Buffalo for sure, but can you imagine the energy in the city if they get to the playoffs? It, it's, you know, I miss it. Adam, thanks. Okay. So, yeah, no, listen, thanks for the call. I think you've summed up the feeling of a lot of Jays fans. I know a lot of folks are weighing in on social media with the news today that, they, that the feds are going to, or, or may not or won't likely have an answer for TFC or the Blue Jays by Friday. All, all we can tell you is anecdotally from people who are down there, from people who are around the team, from, in my case, at least one agent, players are tired of it. Yeah. They, they just are. They're, they're, it, it's not, they understand, here's the thing. They understand it. They understand it. And the agent I spoke to said, look, the Jays have been really communicative with the players and their families and, and, and the Players Association, he said, I got, there's nothing, there's nothing they could have done differently. 
But his point was it's like his his players telling them it's it's just getting old. Yeah, you know, and, from- and, and and I'll tell you what, you are going to see this manifest itself in this series because they'll play the Boston Red Sox in Buffalo. And I guarantee you there'll be a crap ton of Red Sox fans in Buffalo. And you yeah. are going to I, I I predict that is when you will hear some players say, you know, just get us home. That's when I think you're gonna see you're gonna hear that. Because I know that the Jays kind of accept <clears throat> the fact that there's going to be a lot of Yankees fans in Buffalo. You know, the Yankees have been around forever, and Buffalo's kind of Yankees territory. But when that Red Sox thing happens, uh-huh. I think you're going to see a lot of at, at that yeah. point, I think this thing is really going to. Yeah, they're big leaguers. They want to play in big league parks. I know when I was in the big leagues, there's a huge difference between playing in minor league parks and and playing in big league parks. It's just walking out on a big league stadium in front of your home fans. It's totally different. And, you know, it's going to help the pitchers first and foremost. That's the one big thing is of how much they've had to adjust the little small ballparks that they play in. You know, Dunedin was a joke to right center. Buffalo's a joke line to line. you got to change how you attack certain hitters. You can't throw your best pitches all the time. As for you, Ryu's made adjustments. He doesn't like it. It's, it's getting old that, you know, the fastball thing in, the cutter in, there's reasons why he's went away from that. You know, there it's it's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is because of the ballpark he plays in, and and the word is that's how he gets people out, and that's how he wants to get people out. It's going to help. It's no question, and you hope for their sake first and foremost. You know, we're we're being we want them here. We we it's more a lot more fun for us to cover it. Go down there, talk to them, ask them what's going on. Why why are you not throwing your breaking ball? Do it in person. Let them yell at us once in a while. It's kind of fun, that kind of thing to to be there, be present, and you know for everybody's sake. Let's hope it gets done sooner than later. But for for the pitcher's sake, first and foremost, they're the ones standing in front of the line. Where was I going to go here? Uh, Joe in Bowmanville had a had a had a great point, and it just kind of froze on me here, which is not good. Which is not good. Uh, Five ninety five ninety is the, tech, the text line. Here it is, Joe in Bowmanville. He said his Jay's wishes for Springer to become Springer. Mark, I don't know what you've done to the population. I don't know what you've done to the public, <laughs> but there's like six people here who are saying Springer to lead off. And, and, Again, and, it's and, not... And they've pointed, they've pointed to Springer as being the guy that, uh, you know, that, that has to get it going for the you, Jays. You brought, it, you brought him here for August and September, down stretch runs, okay? You brought him here if he wants to lead off. I, I hope that's what they're going to do. It's time. You know, the way Marcus Simeon went into the All-Star break, he sort of went in there limping. Okay, it's time. George Springer seems to not like hitting behind Vladdy, hitting cleanup. It's time to move him to the leadoff spot. Let him be George Springer. They need him. You know how you could hide some woes when it comes to the pitching? Out, bop people. Score 10 or 11, 12 runs a game. It takes pressure off everybody, especially Petey, especially Charlie Montoyo, especially the guys trying to throw strike one. Take some pressure off it. For me, it starts with George Springer. You gave him 150 large. Let's see it. Eric from Toronto, what's up, Eric? You want to uh, trade Kevin Biggio. And I'm going to tell you, by the way, that uh, you are not in the minority based on what I'm seeing <laughs> on our text line. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I thought I'd be an unpopular opinion. But no. There you go. Um, I do. I want to also say I feel like a bit of a jerk. Every time I've been on here, I've never thanked the technical producer. They do a great job. So I'll, <laughs> I'll throw that out there, too. Nice. There you go. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my thoughts around Biggio uh, – 
you know, I, I, it's not like I'm, you know, holding a pitchfork, you know, outside of the stadium sort of thing. But I think, you know, a big part of what his bat was, everybody liked it. He had a good eye. But the reality is he's not going to crack the top of the order. So he's really walking for the bottom of the order. I know we're pretty good one to nine, but still, I just don't see that as much of a commodity with this team, um, considering sometimes I think it's a little hard to watch him on defense uh, over at third base. And I think I'd love to see Espinal. And I think that Biggio could put together a nice little uh, package for us. So that's my thought. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I, I don't know what package you're going to get for Kevin Biggio because – I think everybody sees the same thing with Kevin Biggio. Uh, he's not Ben Zobrist. He's not a super utility guy. He's he. To, I, I, I. This is not. I don't mean this to sound the way it's going to sound. But Kev, to me, he might be a twenty-fifth guy. Yeah, I think he's always been that way. The the question is, what if he changes? His upper body not being bent so much, he can hit balls. But whenever he hits the ball, he squares the baseball up. It has backspin. He he can create some loft. Uh, he can you know stay in the big part of the field when he does that. He's productive. But what if he goes into the off season and can just be a little bit straighter up and down as an offensive player and start you know getting off his backside a little bit better commanding the top part of the strike zone what if that that's the one question is what if and the other side of that is if what if he does that does he have a position he can play and play it every day and is he a, a one through six in your order kind of guy when it when push comes to shove the answer to those is probably no now if the marlins come a calling and said we'll give you one of those starting pitchers for lordas and you have to throw in kevin biggio guess where kevin biggio would be going to the Marlins. Yeah, Kevin Biggio to me is is might be a bit of a make weight. And what I mean by that is when you're talking to deal with the team, you know, it, it may be one of those things where well we'll give you this guy instead of this prospect. We'll give you these two guys or maybe these two guys and this prospect and and I, I can see that happening. I I I won't frankly I wouldn't be surprised either if Kevin Biggio is still here and you know is still being used the way he's being used right now. But look, uh the the whole lefty righty thing doesn't matter. I don't think on this team anymore because everybody rakes. Every all the right handed dudes for the most part rake, with the exception of the catcher. So if we've already agreed on that, then to me it comes down to who gives me the best defense. Who gives me the best defense late in the game? Uh, and I'll just ask Jays fans this: Who would you rather have the ball hit to you with two outs in the ninth inning? Who would you rather have the ball hit to, Kevin Biggio or Santiago Espinal? To me, it's it it it's a no-brainer. Okay, and, and, t- and as long as I can say that, that to me devalues Kevin Biggio. Okay, if if uh, when Ryu's Ryu and he's making ten starts, who do you want playing third? Santiago Espinal. There you go. That's the question, right? Is it's his defense plays a little bit better than Kevin's offense plays? where he has to play more times than Santiago Espinal does at third base. It's a, for me, because of who's pitching with all the lefties they have, for me, it's a no-brainer. Defense is more important right now at the bottom of their order because mm-hmm. of who they have at the top of their order. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. Five ninety five ninety is a text line. It is walk-off Wednesday. This is Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590, the fan.
right, welcome back to Baseball Central. Friday will be the day that the Blue Jays get back on the field. Salem Field against the Texas Rangers. Parker, you got your finger up. What? Who, who do you think's pitching Friday for the Blue Jays? Huh, that's a good question, huh? Uh, Robbie Ray. You think so? Well, Not hang on here. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I don't. Hey, I don't know if we. Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I thought I read someplace that that Ray may, maybe. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Just uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they line them up. How they where they put Manoa. How many times they want to use Ross Stripling. When do they want to move Ross Stripling to the bullpen? Yada yada. Those kind of questions. But it would tell you a little bit of that the way they line it up with the first four or five games. That's all right, I'm asking. Eddie in Fort Erie, what's up, my friend? Hey, guys. How you doing today? We are doing well, thank you. So I have my, my one wish from from the baseball genie of the land, meaning you, Jeff Blair, because that's what you asked for. Okay. Well, yeah, because, we you know, a genie grants a wish, right? You know what this sound is? What? That's me rubbing my lamp. A <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah, I, think I, yeah, I, can, I, actually, I can actually hear it. Um, anyway, uh, my wish would be for. The... Yes, yeah, my one wish would be for the. My one wish for the Blue Jays would be for them to acquire uh, Kyle Gibson from the Texas Rangers, and it, because it's, I, I'd rather have them acquire somebody now instead of waiting like two days, like the way they did when uh, they had to wait a couple of days to get. Um, uh, Adam Simber and Trevor Richards uh, from the Brewers and Marlins, uh, respectively. And then Gibson's right there. He can just walk over, and then we'll have him pitch against the Rangers uh, in the series. And uh, and one thing I wanted to uh, that I noticed because I was watch- I was watching the footage from the um, the All Star game with uh, Vladdy and Scherzer, and I saw Vladdy uh, hug Scherzer. That kind of got me thinking a little bit about if they like the next time they they meet again. I know it was an exhibition game. But Scherzer takes it seriously, and he knows if he got hit, everybody would be all over Vladdy. So I wonder if there may be a little bit of sparks happening come August when the Blue Jays go to uh, Washington. You see, I thought that he was whispering in his ear, come to Toronto, come to Toronto. <laughs> uh, maybe. To Toronto. Well, that's, yeah, oh, but, you know what? No, but, but in a heartbeat, I would love to see Scherzer. Like, and he would look great, but. Yeah. I just think, like, Scherzer's a bad, bad man. I mean, you know like, Max said, <laughs> yes, he is a bad Max, man. Max said no chance. Because he had a black alone. eye, right? Because because he had a black eye when he struck out those uh, yes. the Phillies. And I said, that is, uh, that's a, that's not a man. That's an animal. All right. I, I got to tell you, Eddie, thanks for the call. I got to tell you this, though. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned trades at the Texas Rangers and guys walking across clubhouse. Let me check the date here. July 19th, 2000, the Jays traded Michael Young and Darwin Kubion to the Texas Rangers for Esteban Loaiza. At that point, the Jays were tied for second in the East. That was a good team. That's, I had Tony Batista, Carlos Delgado, Shannon Stewart, the Cruz Jr. It was a, it was a pretty good team. And uh, I think he just walked across, the, like walked down the hallway to join the Jays. And you know, Esteban Loaiza, one, was just not a very nice human being. <laughs> and two, Michael Young went on to have a pretty damn good year, career. So I, I, I don't know. Um, 
Kyle Gibson. Does he move the needle enough that you'd give up a, I don't know, a, a middle-of-the-road prospect and maybe a big leaguer? I, yeah, may, may, maybe a couple of middle-of-the-road prospects. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's uh, – It'd They'd be have okay. him for yeah. another year. He's not a free agent until 2023. So yeah, then, you and know, he'd, and he'd make you – you know, he'd give you he'd give you depth. He'd give you depth. I, it wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't be the worst deal he in might, the world. He might eliminate Stephen Matz, or he might give you a chance to to back Manoa off a little bit, put Ross Stripling where you wanted to. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, again, again. I th- I think the quality of the starting pitcher you want depends on a bunch of things, but I really do believe part of that as well is what your expectations are for Alec Alec Manoa. Yep. Um, how many innings are you going to have to cover? You know that that's that that's kind of where I am on it, and that's why I think, you know, like has anybody heard anything of Nate Pearson? Nope. That's why I think the Nate Pearson injury has a little bit of a, a little bit of an impact here as well. Um, I, I you know, I, I I didn't think that he was going to be up here starting every fifth day yeah yeah we, but i thought could... but i thought that he might be able to have some sort of an impact okay that's let's clearly be honest not going to be the all, case. all of the things that we're wishing for here uh, uh, there's some obvious things that have to go right the, the lineup has to be really good ryu has to be really good robbie ray has to stay really good jordan romano has to be almost great you hand the ball to him game's got to be over no matter when he gets the ball uh, and then there's got to be some surprises. If if Ryan Barucki comes back, he's going to have to pitch some highest leverage things. He's going to have to hit the ground running. It's not going to be any, you know, let's ease him into it. Uh, ain't got no room to ease him into it. A lot of people have to be great. A lot of things have to go right. Now, can they add some pieces to make it a little bit easier for him? Yeah, I guess. But some guys got to be really good, like really good. I got to jump in here, Bark, because Glenn from Coldwater, Glenn from Coldwater, can I make a texter or a walk-off dude? I'm going to have a, I'm going to, well, I'm going to have, I'm going to declare Glenn from Coldwater our walk-off. He's going to walk us off today. I'm going to read his text. Glenn from Coldwater. I think the Jays should go after Jose Ramirez. I am all in on that. I will do what do whatever it takes to get Jose Ramirez here. Austin Martin. Yep. You say you said yep. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Pick a player who would check off the boxes the way Ramirez would for this team. Third base. Yep. Switch hitter. Switch hitter. Mm-hmm. Power. Mm-hmm. Hit in the middle of the order. Hit in the middle of the order. Knows the front office. Good. Really well. And I'm just looking at his contract. I think his contract is, is I think he's got a sweet-ass contract, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just take a look here. I would find it hard to believe that they haven't went down this road already. I, I'm like you. I think at some point somebody would have, you, you would think given this front office and given what they know about Cleveland, given the fact that they worked in Cleveland, there would probably at some point have been a discussion. But, uh, yeah, Glenna Coldwater, that that's... And now, boy, I, I but mean... But it would it, start with Austin or, Martin. Yeah. Yeah. I would do and that. You, you probably have I'd to throw Nate that. Pearson in there. Nate Pearson, too, you'd throw in there? I'd take Nate, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Jose Ramirez. is 28. Like, yeah, no problem. 
28. He's not a free. Oh, he's not a free agent until 2024. Do it now. Well, do cost, it that, now. That, that only means it'll cost you more. So you you keep going down the list of prospects that you have, plus a big leaguer. So probably two of your prospects that you probably didn't want to give up, plus a big leaguer. I don't know the names of those, but they're big big names. Mark, and probably is, Lourdes. He makes twelve million next year. He makes fourteen million the year after. You bring him in here and have him with Vladdy mm. and Bichette. Yeah, still doesn't hide the fact Springer. that they don't have a bullpen. Yeah, whatever. You know what? I will tell you what. I don't, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I'll tell you this. If you can trade for Jose Ramirez, yeah. I don't care if you contend this year. No, you don't. No, I if 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 if, Put if I have in to, the seats, is that what you're saying? If I have to make myself worse this year to get Jose Ramirez in here, done. Well, it ain't gonna make you worse. It'll make your farm system worse. Yeah, it ain't gonna make you worse. Well, I, I I might consider moving. I might consider moving Grichik. Part of it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you throw Grichik in there. I, I I mean, I might consider moving. Now, here's the thing. Let's just get it kind of. Well, it wouldn't make any sense for for Cleveland because Cleveland's gonna want prospects. But mm-hmm. ooh. I don't know, man. They would want they would oh, want Loris oh. or Randall plus two of your big time prospects. Oof, I'm getting chills. Where would where would you hit him in this line? Think of that bat. He would solve every issue you have. Every I'd hit him issue. second. I'd hit him second and move Bo to fifth. Yeah. I, oh, switch hitter hitting second. Ooh, I'm there with you in that. So we're gonna have a texter walk us off just because it got me all excited. Glenn and Coldwater. You walked us off, my friend, with your uh, with your text on Jose Ramirez. Oh, very, very good. Barker will do this again. Tomorrow. Now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. Boy, it doesn't take much. It doesn't, doesn't. take. I'm just picturing Jose Ramirez. Get he gets it down. He gets it singing. He does, don't it? He gets from it singing both sides of the from plate. both sides of the plate. He can yeah. sing alto and soprano. From both sides. You know what that is, right? Alto and soprano? Uh, You got it. Anyhow, I know. You paid attention to music class. (laughs) That's it for Baseball Central. We'll be back tomorrow. Writer's Block is next. Just think about that, Barker. Jose Ramirez. Back leg city everywhere. Back leg. Two back leg cities. Back leg country. Never mind back leg city.